I'm Chris Stevenson, and you're listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can check us out on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there on iTunes or in the Google Music Play Store. I'm sorry, the Google Play Music Store. I am in the car and on the way to the second day of the Cool Mini Expo. This is, for these purposes, going to be my only day at the Cool Mini Expo because I considered it discretion the better part of valor and I should not go tomorrow, Mother's Day. And I ended up having to watch a child yesterday and it turns out that my three-year-old does not really want to sit there and do nothing while I play games, which which I kind of knew. But, you know, oh well. Uh, I, I got to go up yesterday and look a little bit, but that was about it. Hopefully today I'll be able to talk to some folks, play some games, uh, and see what Cool Mini or CMON, not Cool Mini or not anymore, see what CMON is showing off this year. Uh, it's, it's a bit odd for me in that this is the... Although this is the first time I'm recording anything about this for the audio, this is probably the last time uh, I will be at one of these since uh, it is in Atlanta, uh, where I currently live, but where I will no longer live in only a few weeks. I just finished playing Unfair with Mike Cook, who you uh, should remember. And since you'll probably hear more out of me, I'll just go uh, let him sell, uh, tell you what he thought about the game. Uh, so Unfair was a very interesting game. I don't know exactly. It's kind of like a drafting system. So you have cards. You're trying to build rides, trying to make money. But the money is a part of the victory points. You know, it's one of those games where only victory points matter. Um, so you put thing, you put items on your rides, uh, upgrades or whatever on your rides to make them give you more money and or give you more points. There are other things to get you points, other cards to get you points. I thought it was an interesting interaction. I kind of liked how there was card drafting. I liked how the different things, like the different elements, worked together. Um, I thought it was pretty fun. It, it does have a pretty heavy luck element, it felt like, but that's not anything bad. It's not long enough that that really matters, and it's not a game where you can see you're just horribly behind and it just feels like, oh, I can't do anything. Um, we only played with two of the five factions, I guess it looked six, like. Six. six yeah, two of the six. So I'd definitely be interested to play more to see what other factions did and how that impacted the game. But overall, it was very positive, I think. Yeah, we had we played the default uh, two-player, because that's how Simon had it set up with the robots and the pirates. But there were also ninja, gangsters, vampires, and something else, I think? Jungle, Jungle yes. Yeah, I think it, it, it recommended... I think it can play up to five. It recommends only four. Right. Uh, also, right. Just, just to let you know, Internet, drawing more cards than your opponent is not luck. This man is just not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. It, was, it is specifically which cards you drew, in which order you drew them, but that is fine. But, yeah. Okay, and that was uh, unfair. Yeah. Unfair. <laughs> uh, Chris here again. Uh, I just finished playing Bloodborne. Uh, I should note that this is plays. This is based on a video game. I've never played the video game, so I can tell you nothing whatsoever about how it mirrors that experience. But uh, in Bloodborne, uh, you, uh, all of the players are going to uh, fight a series of monsters, but it is not at all 
a cooperative game. You can shoot the other players. The object is to be is to collect blood by dealing damage to the monster and collect trophies by participating in the kills. Uh, so, of course, it behooves you to try to kill the monster before the other players can deal damage to it that turn. Uh, so you want to make sure that you get blood, you want to make sure that you participate in the kills to get trophy, and uh, you just play one card every turn. The most common things are some sort of weapon that will deal damage to the monster. But then every once in a while, you have to play a card that's called the Hunter's Dream, which resets your deck, and basically that takes your entire turn. And the reason why you need to play that is that the blood that you get, you don't get to keep until you play the Hunter's Dream. And so if you stay in and fight the monster too long, then you or then then you will die because one of the other players will kill you or the monster will kill you or whatever, but then you lose all of the blood. Uh, every you start with five cards uh, in your hand and every time you hunter's dream or die, you get to take a new better card out of the a pool in the middle. Uh, you go through this, and at the end of the game, you get points for the blood you've collected. You get points for the trophies with, you know, the usual sorts of mechanics where they, you have escalating point rewards at the end. Uh, uh, I thought it was pretty fun. There was definitely, even though you're only playing one card on a given turn, there's definitely strategy in how you are going to uh, pick that one card and is it you know are you early in the hit order so you just want to pick something that wallops a lot of damage are you late in the order so you want to pick something that gives you a little flexibility or maybe has an instant effect like it's a molotov cocktail it does one damage to the monster and that's not very much but you know it at least make sure that you get a blood if the monster dies that turn you get a uh, part of the kill whereas if you just picked a normal old weapon it would never get around to you uh, and so I, I thought that one was was pretty fun that was bloodborne well it's it's an hour not fit for man or beast or at least not for lame dad people who aren't staying at the hotel here so um, I'm just going to hand it over to Matt who's I think been here for the last 48 hours and has played every single game now close, close to it not all of them but a good number of them yes how, how close are you to your 15 I'm at 12 12 12 or 13 3, to, uh, 15, three, more, three more you get entered into a yes. raffle for something for something uh, in the past it's been a, a entry to one of their late late pledges for any Kickstarter that that they do in a given year. So, what are you getting me if you win? It's nothing. I'm, what am I getting me? But is there actually anything of their Kickstarters that you didn't already kick? Y- not yet, but it's anything that may happen <laughs> this year. So that does that. You know, if it wins, then that that's possibly the Green Horde that comes out uh, that kickstarts later this month. So yes. What's the Green Horde? Green Horde would be uh, Zombicide Black Plague expansion. Uh, their their first, uh, or I guess second big box expansion. So the Green Horde. So adding orcs and everything into Black Plague. So Zombicide. Is that just a large expansion or is that like a season three thing where it's a whole new game? It would be season two for Black Plague. So similar to, you know, to like the Mall and what for the original Zombicide. Okay, but you did, that doesn't exist yet, so you didn't play that. Right, but it's for any anything no, no. that happens. Yeah, I have not played that yet. I, I, did, I haven't, so yes, I have not played that. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to okay, talk about that. everything that you played so, while you were here. So what, what 
What did you What did you play and enjoy that did not have uh, awesome miniatures in it? Because they have quite a few of those now. Right. All of them have them. Um, I think one, again, it's not that they didn't have good miniatures, but one that didn't focus on the miniatures that I liked that, that we had that, that I played was the Godfather. So it does have miniatures, but it's more they're more really placeholders. But like the ones in Smog? Yes, exactly like the ones in Smog. Um, so you have family members and thugs that are going to do, they're going to be your worker. So it's a worker placement slash... Um, pay tribute to the dog. So you're you're going to collect cards to complete jobs, shake down businesses, get money, put it in your suitcase, bribe people to get extra influence on the board. So again, it, it, it turned out really well. Um, I, I that was one I was looking forward to playing. I did get to play, so I had fun with that. Uh, Rise is that out yet? It is going to be released soon. I think it's a second second quarter release so they got a month or two be, to release it so I can't I can't remember the exact date yeah now you, you were just about to say Rising Sun but it sounded like you had not gotten to play that yet I did not one copy of it that's it yeah there's one copy and I actually got to uh, the two demo guys that were going to be running it for most of the con here um, I actually played it with them the very first night so Thursday night uh, and uh, we, we got all the way through until the very very end and then they had to kick everybody out of the hall here so we needed about five more minutes and we would have taken it um, I had a lot of fun there was uh, the negotiation was good the different uh, player powers what everybody was like oh that power seems really cool but then you're then they all everybody else said that about your own power that you had so. everything is equally broken kind of thing y- yes yeah, so, something like that that um, <laughs> the <laughs> I know, right? There's 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 two way to balance things, right? They can everything can be nice and modest, little easily balanced things, or everyone can have some crazy thing. Um, but now wait, 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 we should mind now. So, so Chris Sink is also here, but you you didn't get to play Rising Sun, did you? I, I was not here yet. Wah, wah. Yeah, I, I was quite sad. I was getting tons of pictures sitting here from Matt as I was coming into the city. Um, but no, I did not get to play it. Maybe tomorrow before I head out of here. That's the hope. I don't know. Now, you, you seem to think that I would like uh, Lorenzo and the Magnificent. Yeah, Lorenzo the Magnificent um, is it's a Euro. I mean, it, it's a straight Euro. We're not They don't beat around the bush with this. There's no miniatures. It's wooden bits. There's even some cubes. Simon has made a game that has cubes. They've actually been making games that don't have miniatures for a good bit now, yeah, right? Well, but this is this is. It's not. I mean, light. maybe not a lot of straight up euros, but, but yeah. th- those have plastic tokens and plastic hearts. Uh, and other cards. But you know, let's see, Xena Shift no, that has no miniatures in it. The Grizzled has no miniatures. Play Me has no miniatures. They have lots of little things, big okay. things. I, well, I know you are fixated on the no, massive no, Kickstarter things. Massive well, Kickstarter. Which, but all of those, Xeno Shift and the Grizzled are fun to play. Right. So this, I mean, there's no plastic 
checking the boxes all wood bits. No, it, it, it really is a great game. And you're taking uh, different die rolls and making those values your family members that are also your, worker, your workers that you're placing onto the board. And it's really kind of cool because it resets a lot, but long story short, you're putting these workers out based upon the die roll, and then you can use which the cards that you get from these workers to put in your tableau that then you can take other um, actions to set those off to give you even more things um, as the game goes on. And that just kind of builds as you go through the different ages. But all at the same time, you have to kind of watch your... Uh, you have to up your defense so that you can get more of these cards in your tableau. You have to uh, please the Vatican. Have enough piety to not take penalties uh, yes. while you play. Right. So, yeah, you're doing this the whole time, then you go through the different ages. You have three of those. There's uh, two rounds per age. And then when you get to the end, do the final scoring, and then whoever's house uh, is the best wins. So. I enjoyed it as well. well. I've already bought it. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Bought, bought it. Got your little uh, promo co- co- promo coupon ticket. Well, I mean, I did get the promo coupon tickets from that. That wasn't the, the objective. We we were able to play one age here in the uh, demo hall. Uh, then shortly thereafter, went over to uh, the store, bought the game, and then last night we were able to play a full game. Okay, well, let, let's let, let's not sound like too much of, of giant fanboys here. Did you play anything that you didn't like? I like everything all the time anyway. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> well, here I got one. At least thinking about it. I, it, it. It might just be, I don't know, like the time of the night. So the current game that we actually just kind of got up from, I wouldn't, I, how, how do you say it? Uh, Geekido. Geekido? Geekido. Geekido. It, it's okay. It, it's not bad. I mean, the, the easy ex, uh, explanation that I heard was, uh, was it? Battle, uh, King of Tokyo, but more more in depth with battle bots. Right, but it's still roll your dice, make the Yahtzee happen, re-roll the dice, kill some monsters. So if you like that kind of thing, it's good. Um, it's a little, it, to be honest, it's a little bit long for what it is. I think if everybody, cause you start with a certain number of hit points, which are your dice, and then as you lose health, you gain upgrades so that you're better. If j- instead of starting at full health, you started maybe with two dice out, so you had some of your powers right away, it would not only speed up the game, but make it a little bit more interesting right off the bat. Yeah, you guys seem to have a lot of re-rolls once you got all your powers going. Like, I re-roll your die, now you re-roll your die, and then I re-roll your other die. and then there, Yeah, and, and and it changes depending on what what uh, bots get to come out, so yes. Yeah, I was kind of surprised with, with how many re-rolls you can get where you force the other player to re-roll that more people weren't dying from like thinking they were going to get a five of a kind to have some of the player go, oh no, no, re-roll that last one. Yeah, the... I guess the the risk reward is usually uh, when you take choose to do a particular attack, the the amount that you would take to, as yourself if you fail is generally half. So at least it's don't choose something that you you would kill yourself with. Right. Yeah, I mean it's fun enough. 
but I I was kind of hoping to be a little bit more to it. And there's a, again the good explanation is it's a little longer for what it is, too little too long for what it is. So maybe something like that, maybe a little shorter. I think if or if you're gonna be that long, maybe a little more meat. Yeah, t- I, I think taking dice away from the beginning, giving your powers right away, you get right into it. You would make it would make it a little bit more fun. But it, I mean, it's it's literally a beer and pretzels game, and which we were consuming and. There were there were beer and pretzels at the table. Although the, the pretzels had peanut butter in them, which makes them tastier. Yeah. Yes, they were even better that way. So yeah. Um, Although they were, uh, this is different. I mean, obviously, Simon uh, has good miniatures, but these are like pre-painted miniatures, which they usually do not do. The minis look great. I mean, the, the components, everything there is fine. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. It's just a component, little bit. The component quality is good. I think um, if you're familiar with like the Crossmaster Arena type quality uh, aspects, which actually Simon picked up a lot of that, um, it kind of it's kind of reminiscent of that for their pre. Yeah, what's well, a lot? At, it is a small box, and although box size does not necessarily have a correlation to what's in the box, that's a lot of plastic to go in a box that small. I agree. I don't know. How about looters? You were asking me if I had played looters, looters yet, but I haven't. But you both did. Yeah, looters. I think it's, it's a good filler game. It's de- definitely a filler, um, and it's and it's a lot of take that. It, it is it is completely take that all over the place. So you're playing uh, a, a characters out in front of you, and you can do two, a couple things with them. You can either loot the middle to get coins, or you can attack somebody else. And when you and the reason why you attack somebody else is so that they can't go and loot the middle and get coins. And you win when you get an, a certain number of coins based on the number of players. So again, there's a lot, and some of the cards when you bring them out, instead of bringing them out in front of you, you actually bring them out on your opponent because they have negative effects on them. And so. sometimes they'll have different text on them that allow you to build some combos based upon what you can do with your different activations. And so, of course, that's fun. I mean, and that's really it is. It's, it's to take that thing. It is light, but it, it can be fun. There, there's dice, but it's not. It's not too much. I felt like you know, the game we were just talking about it was like, okay, let me re-roll, let me re-roll, let me re-roll. Hopefully I'll get what I need. This was, you do it, what you get is what you get. Move on from there and then, you know, and obviously it's kind of uh, whoever's in the lead, you're obviously trying to keep them from, you see, you can see who's close, right, with the coins they have and you're trying to keep them from getting down and getting the lead and winning. So. Well, and that's a little, that's a itty bitty tiny box game, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's like 25. It's a, sm- a tiny box game uh, it was straight published, no Kickstarter involved for that one. Yes, yeah. You, usually the I say uh, how other, I know Xena Shift. How many of their not not games or not cool minis games were kickstarted? Uh, actually, this year and last year, where the uh, where they did a big shift, where they were doing a lot of releases that weren't Kickstarters as well. But most of their games prior to the past couple of years have been primarily Kickstarters. Uh, so I think this uh, this year, I think Razor Goblets is going to be not Kickstarter. Godfather is not Kickstarter. 
Um, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, that's the thing. But the standard is usually, I mean, like the big miniatures, heavy things are right. Kickstarters. Yeah, the other ones usually yeah. aren't. The, the big manufacturers' cost up front games are still going to be Kickstarter, I think. Because yeah. I mean, we, as, as you say, Green Horde's coming up, and I'm sure there's going to be other things that we haven't even Mo- heard of in the future. Yeah, molds obviously. But Rising Sun just finished, and you look at all the stuff that comes in that game, or all the miniatures and the manufacturer cost. But when you have a game that's, you know, for example, the uh, Lorenzo, it's, you, you have wood, you have cards, board. Not a lot of manufacturer costs as far as compared to miniatures. So they're bringing that straight to the market. So it's great. Yeah, I don't think uh, one that, that will be, I think is coming sometime this year that I don't think they're doing a Kickstarter for would be Dojo Kun. Um, and they, they previewed that last year. At, here at Expo, and yeah, in its original form, they've redone a lot of the art, and there's still a little bit of prototype state right now that they're going to do before a final release later this year. It, yeah, Mike and I played that, but it it seemed like it really wanted to play at the full player count yeah. of four. I, I think full player count is better on that. Uh, yeah. Two two is is hey, I just really really love the game and I want to play it. Three, I think, would be the minimum. Uh, uh, I, I've never actually played with other than full complement. I do like I do like the how the kind of dummy fighters work in that, but it, it's really kind of luck of the draw. And then your dummy fighter, as you saw, can win the tournament, and nobody's getting points at that point, which kind of defeats the purpose of yeah. training your, your your fighters. Yeah, I mean there was a, a slight upside, I guess, although not. A sufficient upside of two players, which was that you were always rolling dice in every single fight, either for one or the other. But yeah, Dojo Kun is a a worker placement martial arts themed game where you are running, you are the sensei at a dojo, and you are sending your sensei out to do things like bring in more athletes and bring in more equipment and expand the dojo while your athletes are going around and training and going on adventures. And then, uh, you know, twice in the game, you you have a martial arts tournament where the guys like you know you've improved their skills and they throw dice at each other and block and jump and hold and yeah the 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 cancellation chart is really kind of interesting on it as because at the end of the at the end of the comparison you're comparing who has the most fists yeah. you can punch the other person the most but there's kicks blocks uh, grappling and there's no kicks it's did you mean jumps feet uh, jumps the okay jumps it, yeah it's, uh, but it's, it's I saw again. I, I see the die and I'm like feet, and so, so yeah, we, we call it feet. feet. Yeah, yeah, because you have you have a number of hits, and your hits are reduced by the number of blocks that your opponent has. But the number of blocks that your opponent has are reduced by the number of holds that you have. Correct. And the number of holds that you have is reduced by the number of jumps that the other side has, and and vice versa. So it all you, kind of works. It, it zigzags all the way down to the center. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, well, and, and they have a and they have a nice thing on the board to help you easily yeah. keep track of all that. And it, it, I mean, the big thing it amounts to is that except for hits, there is you can only use so much of something. If I only have three blocks and you have five holds, it doesn't really matter. Like you know, you okay? I, I can't block you now, but you know, you can spread them out nice and get a bunch of hits. We had an awful lot of. I mean, there were all, almost all the fights were really close. Like a lot of the fights that I've seen in a couple times that I played, it come down 
to one or two hits, unless. <laughs> so there is an exception. There, there are there are some characters that if you've maxed out a particular die, a die range on them and done the right training, you can get an automatic hit. They just have too many hits that it's really hard to counteract. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we got to play it obviously a year ago. It was the original form of the game before Simon had they had just picked it up, but, had, but they didn't have their artwork yet. So it was the original artwork. Actually, the designer of it was here himself, uh, demoing it. And he's here. To, he's here this year. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, my my character at that point a year ago just was completely maxed out, just about. And I mean, you you are rolling dice, so there is some chance that. And it was the second tournament too. So so he had a full. Time to upgrade his his guy to the, all the way. Up. There must have been a lot more leveling up last year because I don't think like the an absolutely maxed out character would have a, it was a, a would have a total of twelve three in each of four. He I had don't nine. I don't think we had yeah, a been, single person with more than a seven. Yeah, if we even had, had that. Ten. But I think he like carried over. He won the first tournament. So he lived. It was fine. So he came back, and then he just kept on going. Oh yeah, there's no getting rid of people. Oh. Yeah. It's not like they got. Yeah. Maybe, well, it's been a year since they played. Okay. It, so. Unless I oh, so maybe there was maybe because this is still a pre-production there, copy. Yeah, here. there could have, there could be some rule changes that you know that we played a year ago from the original version the, the to the Simon version. The rule changes have been minor. Um, there there seems to be a little bit less training available. Um, and the training that's available is a little bit more focused on your own dojo. And so, I, you know, the, again, going off of memory, and again, this is a year ago, uh, from the original play, the character that he had had the right, I guess, blanks that when you trained in your own dojo, it bonused up his own without having to do specials. So it wound up being easier to train. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think now all all the training in your dojo, almost all of the training in your dojo, just rage just one thing one. Right, and and but you can upgrade your dojo, and I guess in the in last year's play versus this year's play, there were more spots because um, one of the actions is you can send your sensei back into the dojo, so you're not taking an action on the board, you're taking an action on your own mat that you will take anybody who trained at your dojo and send them back out into the world. Yeah. So you can kind of get a double train that way and I think that that was kind of a way, and there were more uh, ways to train in the world la- in last year's copy. It, yeah, there's there's two now, there's sort two. of. Master Crane which trades one die one, one level somewhere for two levels and then at a cost of key and then the Master Bear which doesn't give you a die but gives you an automatic hit or an automatic whatever. Right. So the bear is a good one. It's just an automatic of something at the cost of keys. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 is one I'm looking forward to. I I did enjoy it a lot. So and again, it's, it's there's no minis in it right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it doesn't need to be. I mean, it, they did have the all they do have all the artwork now, and all the artwork looks really good. I mean, I'm assuming it's the something like the I, final I, artwork. A lot of the artwork has changed from last year, and that's one of the bigger things that they said that they were redoing on this version um, and, and that they were excited about. So it does look I mean, nice. In classic Simon fashion, the production value is higher. Um, some of the bits last year were very small. This year, much easier to handle. 
um, things like that. I mean, small things. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go home and go to bed. <laughs> Bye. You have been listening to Strange Assembly episode 213, CMON Expo 2017. You can find this episode, other episodes of Strange Assembly at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there on iTunes or in the Google Play Music Store. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Strange Assembly or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangeassembly. I always like to hear from our audience. So you can reach me. I'm Chris at strangeassembly.com. But until then, I'm Chris Stevenson and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming.